Oh, you rec- hit record on the video. I did. Yes, we're here. All right, I didn't know that. I wasn't ready. <laughs> well, wasn't ready or wasn't paying attention. We're going to have to start again. <laughs> no, we don't I have to start again. Have to start again. Do you know how editing works? I will edit the video. It will look lovely. You'll you look beautiful. You put in more work than you have to, please. <laughs> Okay, that was shade, but also true. My goal of the podcast is to make sure I don't have to edit it. You do a lot. You Thank do, you, you do all the social media stuff. Hey. Do, I'm I'm the editor. Uh, yes, that's the thing. But you do a lot as well. You I, do the video editing. I love that we at some point divided our responsibilities up in a way that I think makes sense. We divided and conquered because Lord knows I was never going to be able to figure out this Twitch slash Spotify slash everything <laughs> stuff. But here we are. It's all happening. It's all happening. And all of our haters fought against us. I'm trying to think who are our biggest haters. Whoever those Rihanna people are in the bitch better have my money video. Well, of course. Well, the thing is, okay, it's Rihanna's <laughs> fault that she has not released new music in the past god knows how many decades because we're nicer now because we would because we would be able to review it and be like oh we we like this but we only have one rihanna video and we don't really like the song (laughs) and so of course the rihanna fans are gonna be mad at us because they're mean and we're not very nice i I hope we win them back in the future she's got to come out with something after that baby it's happening. It's I'm happening. Just manifesting that for all of us. Pray for us. Yes. That Rihanna, the next thing Rihanna puts out is great. Yes. So we can earn the good graces from of the, the Navy. Fans, from the Navy. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And we are here another week. It is daylight savings time, so yes. we don't know what the lighting is going to turn into. But honestly, I feel like the sunset has now gone down. Has it? I don't know, there's like a, a, sh- a blind down that I can't yes, really see. Yes, but behind that, it's not as light as it was when you first came Okay. In. So I think we might be okay. Okay, whatever. Regardless, I look great. Oh, good. And that's good. So Matt Steele, I have a question for you. Yes. How was your week, My darling? week was so exhausting. Really? Well, yeah, I started the job with the Fitbit. Oh, of it all right. yes. and, and all that stuff. So my my you know wake up times have been like four forty five five nope. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Been going to set and just watching people work out for like fourteen hours a day. Coming home and doing it again. And I, I will say my job has been made easier because the when I was doing it back in December, mm-hmm. um, I was doing a lot of different things. I was running a timer with one hand. I was taking notes for everyone in another hand and all that stuff. But this time they have someone helping me. Like take they have someone essentially taking the notes. That's good. Um, as I'm running the timer and sort of talking with the person about the notes and everything, right. um, and the person taking the notes is like, <laughs> like freaking out, and he's and he's just like, I can't believe you did this last time while running a timer, and I was like, oh, I, I see, I just thought it was hard because I was just bad at it. <laughs> And he's like, no, this is like objectively hard to do one of these things, let alone do two. So that made me feel good. Honestly, that's kind of nice to know because it's like, I'm not inept. This was just too difficult for one person to do. I really thought that I was inept and that I was doing it all wrong and everything. But I'm just like, oh, no, it actually was maybe hard. I feel like your professional life is just constant reminders that like, you know what you're doing. Yes. (laughs) And I hope that that sinks in one day. One day. Who who knows? Fingers Um, crossed. What else did I do? Then on uh, Saturday when I had the day off, I was a guest on a, a podcast that, oh. I, that I've been a guest on before. Um, it's a podcast called Putting It Together. It's by a friend of mine, Kyle, and he goes through all of Sondheim's songs, mm. like show by show, song by song. Uh, and this was my third time on the podcast and it was really, really fun. I talked about the song Ladies and Their Sensitivities Love that. from the musical Sweeney Todd. Um, really enjoyed doing that. I also got to see some cinema oh, this weekend. Will that come up? It will. I had a feeling. Um, but yeah, it's it's been an exhausting week yes. and my brain is fried. I couldn't even remember the name of the podcast that I've been a guest on three times. Um, but yeah, how was your week, Matt Palmer? My week was busy in a different way. I know. I saw oh. something in the hallway and I was like, what's that? And he's like, we'll talk about it. We will talk about it. So, okay. Uh, Jackson has college friends who are lovely who live in Santa Barbara and it was um, this couple and their child who was an 11 year old and and uh, they were coming and staying with us on Saturday, just overnight, and then left today. Um, the 11-year-old is a very smart g- kid who loves video games, and so we played video games a lot, spent a lot of time together. We love that. But he's also a smart kid who goes to bed at 9.30 mm-hmm. and wakes up at 6.30 and uh, likes to wake Jackson up when he's awake, meaning that he'll wake me up when he's awake. So, this morning, mm-hmm. at 6, I think 54, because again, daylight savings happened, so we, you know, it was a little later than some other times, we uh, received our wake-up bell after going to bed with uh, this young man's father at one fifteen in the morning. Okay. We were waking up 
at 654, which was 554 to our bodies. Yes. Because he was like, you know what? I want to play Mario Party. And we were like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so I got up out of bed. We played Mario Party. We played Mario Kart. And the whole time we were playing, I was like, okay, obviously I own these games. I'm an adult. I play them a lot. I have two options here. I could let the kid win because, you know, he's in town and we love that. Or I feel like as a child, the way I learned <laughs> was <laughs> to play games with adults and lose. There's no way to get better. Okay. So did I win in Mario Kart like nine times in a row? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I went in Mario Party. Yes. And it's like, I feel like you saw that I won. I didn't rub it in anyone's face. I was like, oh, everyone played such a good game. I think that is a teachable moment. Sure. Because I feel like just letting kids have things gives people, I don't know. It just, I feel like that's not the lesson we want to be sending to our young people. You have to learn how to lose well and win well. And so if that was the lesson that Uncle Matt imparted today, I hope it was. He seemed to hug me as he was leaving. He still seemed happy. And, you know, that's the thing. It's just, it's a hard world out there. Yeah, (laughs) it it is a hard world. I feel like if there's something I can teach a child while playing Mario Party is that it's a hard world out there. It's a hard world. (laughs) Did, would you have done what I did? Um, maybe I don't. I wouldn't have played the video game. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't play video games, and I do not get up for anyone unless they are uh. paying me, which is what they are doing on this job. Um, but I, <laughs> I distinctly remember um, when I was in nursery school. Me and my mom, whenever she would pick me up, we would race to the car, mm-hmm. um, and either she would let me win, or I. She was just like, "I'm not running," <laughs> and and so Fair. like I just naturally won. Yeah. Um, I would usually win, but I like I would say once every like week or every two weeks, I would be like. Like, I'm gonna let my mom win because wow. I want her to feel good and everything. And, That's I, nice. and my mom is probably just like, this boy is just <laughs> such a faker. <laughs> and my mom would win and she'd be like, I won, I guess. I mean, you gotta learn. That's how I learned to play dominoes with, you know, my family at home. My dad taught me that, uh, you know, the only way to win is to get better. <laughs> okay, well. All right. So should we dive in? Oh, wait. But what about the. Crutches. Oh, right. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, yes, Matt like, Steele did see crutches. I was literally like, okay, this story is going to lead to oh, like no. this 11-year-old break, breaking Jackson's foot no, or no, something. No, 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 no. Before the uh, family came into town, Jackson was like, I want to go play basketball before they get here. Uh, playing uh, sports will kill you. I mean, he Don't goes do every it. Saturday. He didn't want to you know, mess up. And so he went. He played basketball. And on the last play of the game, he landed weird on his foot. He, I thought he sprained his ankle, but then I think he wound up spraining like the top of his foot. Oh. It hurt more and more as time went on. By the end of uh, Saturday night, he literally just like couldn't put any weight on it. And so I oh. had to run to CVS, get crutches, because apparently in the move we lost some crutches, which Jack was like, we can find them, we can find them. I was like, I'm just getting more. <laughs> this is not okay. going to cost so much. I went, got the crutches, and I went to CVS, asked the lady there. I was like, do you guys have crutches? She's like, no, you got to go to a medical supply store. And then oh. I was like, I sat there for a second. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Let me look on my phone. I looked CVS crutches. They're like, oh, yes, they have them at the Glendale location that I was standing inside of. Asked someone else there in one of the aisles. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's on 22. Oh, girl. And I was like, ma'am, ma'am. I could have left here without crutches. There is poor little tiny Tim at my apartment <laughs> who needs these yes. to walk. Yes. How dare you waste my time? I would not want him to be hobbling, you know. So I now he's with crutches. And I feel like crutches are so fun when you don't have to use crutches because you can. Just oh like, my god, I love it! I love like it. Like hop along with them for like five steps and be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> but he's like, this is awful. <laughs> like we tried to like go down several blocks and like go to this uh, yard sale that uh, the dad of the kid wanted to go to, and like I had to drive him back because he's like, this is too. Funny. Oh, that's so sad. I was just hobbling. It's up in my armpit, and like he just wasn't feeling good. I so. was fully anticipating this child was going to break Jackson's no, foot. Like, no, I was, no, like that's that's the you made you had a very cryptic sound in your voice like we woke up well, the child I mean, wanted to play no I just feel like on top of having a lot of people in town and like having cleaning for that waking up at 6 30 in the morning and Jackson being on crutches it was a lot of balls were in the air so I'm saying you know okay you gotta watch those balls they you might gotta fall. watch the balls right. just don't participate in sports people <laughs> I You're... love that yeah don't play video games don't wake up don't participate in sports oh, like what Matt Seal learned from this you are going to get tribe. hurt you are going to be miserable you're gonna have to stand in CVS and get uh, differing opinions get I mean, differing facts I mean one was not a fact <laughs> <laughs> alright should we dive into news for idiots yeah sure let's go so Matt Seal, let's just start with the awards okay so the BAFTAs have happened the BAFTAs have happened and the Critics Choice Awards have happened the is Critics that correct? Choice Awards have just finished okay Okay, so what did you learn? Okay, I learned. <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned that uh, I learned that pushing the Oscar telecast back as far as it has gone mm. just 
gives us chaos um, <laughs> <laughs> because like the Oscars, you know, are usually like end of February, beginning of March and right. just having like all of these things like drag on for so long. It just people just go insane. I wow. mean, after Coda won the SAG Award uh, for Best Ensemble, people were just like, Coda's going to win Best Picture now. And it's like, oh, and they're like, oh, my God, it's there's a new Best Picture frontrunner. And it's like. I really don't think that's going to happen, but, <laughs> but if it did, that would be really cool. But it, that I, people are just think overthinking some things too many times. Uh, but something cool that did happen happened at the BAFTAs. Okay, um, Joanna Scanlon won Best Leading Actress over Lady Gaga, over Alana Haim, over Renata Ryan's What movie is Joanna world. Scanlon? She in? is in this movie called After Love. Do I know what it's about? Nope. But now I got to see it. Wow. I see the performance. So it was it was a very very unexpected win, and wow. people were like, "This is really is insane. it a British movie?" Uh, I don't. I I think so. Okay, maybe. Uh, I I think the actress is Welsh. Don't quote me on that. Oh, but, okay. But I heard she like spoke Welsh in her speech or something. I haven't watched it yet because yeah. I was on my way here. Um, and the critics cho- and uh, what else exciting happened? Coda won best adapted screenplay. Wow. Which people weren't really predicting, so that's kind of exciting. Love it's a kind surprise. of a surprise. Um, Power of the Dog won best film. Jane Campion obviously won uh, best director. And if um, you were betting right now, would you say that the Power of the Dog is still the front runner for best picture? At the I would Oscars? say so. Yes, okay. I would definitely say so. Um, and then the Critics Choice Awards happened. They're like probably still happening right now because um, I don't even know what won best picture. But probably Power of the Dog. Um, but and Jessica Chastain won Best Leading Actress, so she is now kind of solidified as not solidified, but she is now pretty much the mm. front runner. It's a loose front runner status, but yeah. it's still a front runner status. I can see it happening. So wait, and I guess the DGA Awards was that where Jane Campion was on the red carpet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I get attacked. That hollowed ground. <laughs> I would love to visit the place where Jane Campion stood and said this. I got a text from Matt Steele yesterday at 7 19 p.m. Jane Campion responds to Sam Elliott's The Power of the Dog comments. I'm sorry, he was being a little bit of a B I T C H. Which, let me stop you right there. Iconic. I, the fact that she spelled it out. I mean, she's Brilliant. like, it could be kids watching. I'll yeah. spell it. But that's what he was being. He's not a cowboy, he's an actor. Oh, <laughs> just. Woo. If I, you know that is the quote that is keeping him up at night. I mean, just the, if you wanna like, if a guy is being mean to you, just tell him you are not a cowboy. You're an actor. You're an actor. I mean, is there anything? I'll do the Sam Elliott impression. Do you have it on you? <laughs> no. Now we only, now we only do Jane Campion impression. Okay. All He's right. Not a cowboy. Uh, He's an actor. Oh, the West is a mythic space, and there's a lot of room on the range. I think it's a little bit sexist. Ah. Uh, well, when you're right, you're right. The fact that she wasn't even mincing it. She she wasn't just like, well, you know, everyone has their own opinions and I respect it. She was just like, it was a little bit sexist. Right. It's literally it's like, like the yes. thing you liked about Sam Elliott's comments. It's like, I like that he was no holds barred, but she's actually on the right side of history. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> so it's much better now. Truly, Man, tru- truly iconic she's behavior. Doing it. Like she really, and she's just like, I'm about, and then moments later she won the DGA. She's only the third woman to win the Director's Guild Award. Really? And so it's like, and the fact that it was Chloe Zhao presenting the DGA to Jane Campion. Mm. The fact that a woman has never presented a woman with Best Director is iconic, truly amazing. I want all features to be directed by women from here on out. That is unbelievable. Um, I read something today, and tell me if you agree with this sentiment. Apparently, uh, the Golden Globes, the HuffPa's longtime PR firm, Sunshine Sachs, quits. And then uh, a tweet from Kyle Buchanan says, this is pretty significant. Sunshine Sachs was basically the only PR firm still in the Globes' corner. Without them, this this show feels donezo. Do you think there's any possibility that the Golden Globes have had their last show. I think it's definitely a possibility. I don't think it's a given. Right. I will say, I will say we are on extremely shaky ground, much shakier than we were before. Damn. Uh, But uh, I guess we'll see. And it's always like, Y'all could have just added some black people. Like, <laughs> is it that much to ask? Like, you really would rather go through all of this than have some black people that are on that are members of HuffPo? I mean, it was like even deeper than that. It was about like how you know production companies could like you know uh, uh, buy things for voters. Oh, right. And like you like know, so it family felt, in Paris it, of it all. Yeah, it felt like mm-hmm. kind of shady as far as that goes, and so it felt Ooh. like it felt like things ran. Deeper than just like membership, right? Yeah. So okay, well, okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out. Fingers crossed. Yes, and it's given us some drunk celebrities. Uh, Uh, Yes. Oh, always fun. We'll always have that to remember. Yes. Okay. 
Um, got this news this week as well for those Babysitter's Club stands out there, including Matt Steele's brother. The Netflix has canceled the Babysitter's Club after two seasons, which I found surprising because I swear that it got a good bit of buzz and that mm. I saw something that was like it's Rotten Tomatoes score is 100%. Oh, it's it's got excellent reviews. It's Why great. would they cancel it, I wonder? I don't know. Maybe viewership for season two was down mm. a little bit. I don't know. I mean, the thing... the. The original series um, was mostly straight to video, mm-hmm. um, but it was also because I know that Scholastic like produced it, mm-hmm. and um, they tried pitching it to different networks, and the other networks were just like, "We need to do things to get viewership up." Like, like um, we want to add bo- more boy characters, put mm. boys in the club, and, and do all this stuff. And Scholastic was like, "Absolutely of not! Of course not! It's, like this is sentence. Like these are this is a girls' show and everything." Um, and so Scholastic really stuck with their gun. And filmed like an in, like one season of Babysitters Club in like three years. Oh, like it, like it was filmed in like couple episode chunks and everything. And this is the old. Sorry, this is the original Babysitters this is, Club. This is the original Babysitters Club series, series. Okay, which is it. truly iconic. And um, so yeah, it was ba- it was basically a straight to video series. Mm. You could rent it off libraries and from libraries and stuff like that. And then it was on the Disney Channel mm. uh, years later, probably like a decade later, um, or maybe a little less than a decade later. But um, yeah, so so the original series was only sort of. One season ish, if you but while being three years, right. but um, but, but you know, it was it was a great show, it had a great, great, great one, it was critically acclaimed. It's wonderful. I mean, the thing is with shows now, people expect all shows to last like 13 seasons, and it's like, yes, we do, but like, even like, I'm people, <laughs> but the thing is, like, the best shows of the past, like, really, like. Let, it, you were lucky if you got like six seasons. I mean, out but of two them, is know? not six, darling. Two is not six. Yeah, but, you know, it it did a great job. It was a great show. I will look back fondly that one night where I binged the entire thing until like seven in the morning. I remember that. <laughs> uh, it was great. Um, did you hear about this? Yes. Apparently, Black Panther director Ryan Coogler was falsely accused of robbing a bank. He basically went into a Bank of America in Atlanta and requested to withdraw $12,000 in cash from his own checking account, meaning he put in his bank card. He showed the teller his ID. Put in his pin. Put in his pin. And just wrote a letter being like, I don't want to, please don't count the thousands of dollars you're giving to me. Like, be discreet about it. Yeah. And like, please don't say the number out loud. Exactly. Which, like, makes sense if you are a famous and very successful director. Like, this is a large amount of money, but like, for a person of that stature, it's, I'm sure it's fucking shop change. But like, it's still way, 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 way more cash than you would want to be carrying and Hello, oh, like, exactly. So she, yeah. I don't understand. She went, told her manager that she felt uncomfortable, which like I am trying to be kind because I heard that this was a pregnant black woman who was the teller. So I'm trying not to be as angry as I probably would otherwise. Okay. <laughs> but, and the manager told her instead of being like, oh, so did you check everything? Did you check his pen? Did you check his uh, ID card? Did his pen make sense? Did everything make sense? Instead of doing that, he said to call the police. Yeah. Why? A robber is not going to be like, can I take money out of my own account and put yeah. his PIN number in? It's crazy. And they called the police and just basically told him like, oh, just wait. We're on, our, you know, we're figuring it out. Don't please. I'm sorry for the delay. Blah, blah, blah. And then he hears the sounds of people taking their guns out and handcuffing him. Oh, and did you see the video footage? Horrifying. The, like, mm-mm. It's just yeah. the most disgusting thing in the world. And the thing is, like, you're already, you're going there to, you know, get a large some of cash and like no one feels comfortable no. carrying that amount of cash on them so like he's probably already like nervous like right. oh god I have to get there are this is like beside the point but like I know a lot of men of course who like insist on carrying hundreds of dollars in cash with them at mm. all times and I'm like and then when I tell them like that's a horrible idea they're just like but what if I need it it's like no that's a horrible right. idea but anyway but like I would be freaking out if I I freak out if I have like forty dollars in cash Honestly. with me and so I he's already probably just like oh this is like uncomfortable and like you know and just the fact that he is just surprised by these policemen right. and just like what 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 right you based know, on nothing insane. and it's based like on nothing it's one of those things that is just a reminder that no matter especially if you're a black person in america no matter if you follow all the rules do everything you're supposed to do be an upstanding citizen you will never completely you know free yourself from what the what some random person is going to think when they first look at you and i feel like growing up there are people and like maybe even at some point i thought this that thought oh well i am nice and I'll smile and I'll say the right things. I'll do the right things. I'll follow all 
all of the orders mm-hmm. and it's like no you get you will get fucked over anyways everything like bad shit is going to happen to you because you are black there's no way around it and the video is so heartbreaking and awful and just highlights the fact that there's so much wrong in our fucking country. And and the fact that this is the the director of Fruitvale Station. Yes. It's like, oh my God. It's like disgusting. It's it's just wild. It's and wild. I guess this happened in January. He put out a statement basically saying, like, everything is fine between me and Bank in America. This of course should never have happened, but we're all good. With them like, I hope he gets free banking for life if he's like gonna be doing that private, famous rich person banking where you just like, you know, drive up and they give you money or whatever. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but well, okay. that's a thing. And I just hope that Bank of America has done a lot but I agree I think he should sue I think it would be well within his rights what happened whether or not anything came up from it is so beyond traumatic like and now the whole world knows it just it, it just turns my stomach so I'm sorry for bringing that up but I just it, I got so angry that I had to discuss it um in lighter news Heidi Montag was uh is started eating bison heart in public she's eating raw meat in public that's like her new thing. Heidi Montag from the Hills. I'm sure you haven't thought about them in years because why would you? But um, yeah, just wanting to know that that's her new diet. Bison heart? Heart. Bison heart. Bison. Snapped by paparazzi eating bison heart. Oh, it's just, it's just chilling in a Ziploc yep, bag. Part she's, of her she's new. in public wearing a, an expensive outfit, yep. pulling a heart out of a Ziploc bag and biting into it. What's going on with the world? <laughs> like, what is wrong? I feel like, is fame a drug? Like, guys, you could just not be famous anymore. Are, Heidi, are please. Famous, are famous people that bored? They're bored. Like, they are. Uh, and, like, desperate for what? Like, she's like, there's so many health benefits. And I guess it's just desperate for attention. It's like, you must get atti- addicted to people knowing who you are and, like, can't let it go. But, like, raw meat, ma'am, please. Oh, I can I can think of way better ways to get attention in public <laughs> than to, like, eat... Pull a heart of a Why? living thing out of a Ziploc bag and biting into it. I just... Uh, and I guess it also speaks to the fact that there's so much misinformation out there. But, like, if you eat this, like, enough raw meat, you're going to get really fucking sick and or die. So I would stop, Heidi, if you're out there listening. But, you know, mm. she does have a couple good songs on that little album. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. So that <laughs> check out a, a review of that if you haven't caught it. I mean, I mean, um... Do I mean, am I going to break our no Kardashians rule? There's only so many news stories. I don't really want to. All I'll say is that dumb video, I think, from Variety where Kim Kardashian and her sisters are like, what the advice I'd give women is to get up off your fucking ass and work. And it's like, Kim. Yeah. I don't go even go out of my way to be rude to you. I try even not to speak about you. But like. You have been given so much. Everything that has come to you has been the result of like your mother prying the media, trying to give you attention. Like, why do we think that every normal person in the world doesn't work? Every woman, especially women. If yeah. anyone in the country doesn't <laughs> fucking work, it's women. It's just like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's that's just dumb. It, and it's like, skip. <laughs> skip. That's the thing. Skip indeed. Skip. I, you know. Ugh, there's more Pete Davidson Kanye drama, but like I, I guess I, their texts leak. Yeah, we're both tired. I'm we tired. <laughs> we are both, I'm tired. We, we are both and you know why tired. we're tired? Because two years ago today, mm. can you believe COVID really started? Like the day that the NBA shut down, the World Health Organization declared COVID 19 a pandemic. The Dow Jones average drops 1,200 points, ending an 11-year streak. And Tom Hanks announces that he and wife Rita Wilson have COVID 19. Was too years ago that was the i will never forget finding out tom hanks and rita wilson and i don't it, it was just so just like oh this oh is real. I, I don't know why them specifically like makes everyone well, take it seriously well because you never heard of like a a, a a famous person getting i don't know what was one of the ebola <laughs> right like, like you know meryl right. streep never got ebola right it's true. It just is like, I cannot believe it's been two years. And like, we are now in a good spot in that we are hope maybe done with the variants, but definitely in between two variants, which yes. I love, which is always the best time. We love time. that beautiful dip. Yes. When I look at that graph, I'm like, oh, that dip was a great time. Oh my gosh. And I saw someone in the uh, Twitch chat saying this, and I just looked it up, but it's true that Obama has just currently tested positive for COVID-19. Yes, but he's fine. Just a scratchy throat, which means, you know, we won't be getting the album anytime soon, I guess. <laughs> But the Obama album, the Obama album. He, I mean, he we, we want him to be recording it right now. But, you know, he's taking he's like David Archuleta. He's taking a rest. I think they do. You know, they do have a whole podcast deal with Spotify, just yeah. like someone else we hate. <laughs> uh, and um, I, um, you know, I think he'll be fine. 
I it seems like fine. he is double vaxxed and boosted, so I think I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he specified on there just being like, I'm double vaxxed, I'm boosted, and we're just True. like, thank God. Michelle is negative, thank God. I know. You know we're, so everyone seems to be doing well. I can't believe it's been two years. Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes I'm talking to Jackson, I was like, we were dating before... <laughs> Yeah, you COVID. guys were. And we were. We've been together a year when COVID started, but I was like, fuck. Yeah, and then you got close real fast. I mean, how do you not? It was literally yeah. either get close or, you know, don't stay together. <laughs> It'll speed up your damn relationship. I promise you that. So I'm glad it worked out. Um, and just some, for some good news for all of us, because I feel like whenever Abbott Elementary is in the news, it's just like, this is good. I love to hear it. Abbott Elementary partners with Scholastics to provide free book fairs to underfunded schools. It's like as if this show is not doing enough just for like being a comedic moment that we all can enjoy with the entire family and being so uplifting a beautiful mockumentary so brilliantly acted and written it's also doing something to help the fucking country and underfunded schools like i need abc to say that it is getting a multi-year uh renewal as soon as possible I mean, I, it's like like modern family i want them to say yep two seasons two three and four on their way yeah <laughs> tell me it, it's like and hey give it the emmy people and can you believe when you think back to when you'd see quinta just like on buzzfeed and like she'd pop up and she was obviously always hilarious but the amount of success especially mainstream success on like network television which is very hard to get oh yes. these, this day and age yes it's just I'm I'm in love. Yes, the fact that it is like a sitcom in the style of like sitcoms that you know were big in like 2009, 2010 yeah. and everything are th- the fact that it's back. I know. It's like that's really impressive. It's it must be really incredible. fantastic. I still have not seen it. You but have to. <laughs> one day binge it, you'll really enjoy it. You will not. I mean, you'll enjoy it. You just have to let go of the fact that you were not cast as the redheaded gay teacher. Okay. Just well, like, once like, you let that go. You know, I would be cast as the redheaded gay Student. Elementary school students? You never know. I, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So is there any other news for idiots that I may not have discussed that you want to talk about? Girl, I do not know. All right. My mind is uh, uh, frazzled. My mind is hey. jello. Well, your hair looks great. Th- I know. <laughs> I know. I'm looking at the video and I'm just like, girl. All right. Well, yes. I hope you're paying attention to what you're saying and not just looking at yourself in the viewfinder. Oh, yeah. I'm, t- I'm just like, la, 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 la. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Ah. I was complaining because I was like, Matt Palmer gave me a squeaky chair, but apparently you can't hear it on the podcast. Great. <laughs> good, good for all of you. Um, so we are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gay mats at gmail.com to spelt T W O. And like every week, we're after, which is after a week, we don't get any emails. We got about 5,000 emails this week. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so we are going to answer two and save a bunch for the back burner. Yes. And thank you for emailing. We really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. Like we love getting your questions. So the first question we are going to answer comes from Ernesto. Ernesto, who is a friend. We love a king. We Ernesto. Love, thank I, you for listening. So kind of him. To I listen. have never met. That is really. crazy. I have been in the same room, but I have never met. Maybe he hates me. I don't believe that. I think he's a big fan, actually. And it's like I and I think he's mentioned having not met you. We just need to set up a meeting. Ernesto, do you hate me? <laughs> That's the email follow-up <laughs> question. Yes, good. good. Uh, so he says you're gay Oscar correspondent. Yes. Hey, two gay men. Oh, I love that. Yes. I mean, we love it. We need a gay Oscar correspondent. We really do. Um, hey, two gay mats, new gay listener and first time writer. I have loved listening to you guys this year, and it was and it has brought some fun to my soul. Solo work from home evenings. I find myself cackling at Matt never receiving his couch because I too am waiting on furniture delays. <laughs> that couch is really the star of this. It podcast, really is, honestly. guys. The day it comes, it's going to be like the Messiah coming again. Uh, also, the new adventure advent, adventure full Girl Scout cookies are the new adventure full Girl Scout cookies are seriously the best. And I've binged like three boxes alone. What is adventure? I will have to look it up. All right, he says he's not sorry about it. Uh, I recently moved to LA in July 2021, and in my short eight months, I've filmed a reality show, participated in the Super Bowl halftime show, snatched up a boyfriend, and will soon be able to add Oscar seat filler to my resume. Brag. This, like... (laughs) What the fuck? And like it, he is doing all of this in uh, eight short months. What, Colton Underwood got engaged after like eight months, five well. seconds. What have I done in eight months? I waited for a goddamn couch. That is all <laughs> I've done in these months. Um, so I'm devastated. Uh, see, my boyfriend works for the Oscars and submitted to me to be a seat filler for this year's Oscar ceremony. To my surprise, I was selected to participate. I've never been a huge movie buff, but I've watched eight or 
of the 10 Best Picture nominees to get me ready for Whoa, the ceremony. that's amazing. I love the movie culture here in LA and find myself curious to explore it more. My question, is there anything I can do to immerse myself into LA movie culture and prepare for the Oscars ceremony this year? I've seen the Oscars a handful of times, but never managed to watch the entire show as a viewer. Are, wow, really? <laughs> Are there certain <laughs> things I should look out for? Segments or things you've loved from previous years? What about blogs or to take note for... Uh, movie reviews, critiques, etc. I hear there are fun ways to explore movies like the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, but if you happen to know of any other events, spaces to do so, please share. Taking any and all suggestions. Thanks, Ernesto. P.S. I'm happy to be your Oscars 2022 correspondent this year and try and get you as much tea or intel from the ceremony, nominees, gossip, or fun takes from the show. Stay tuned. Yes, we need that. Ernesto, if you're allowed to have a cell phone on the floor of the Oscars, if they don't like take it away from you, you better be texting that Palmer <laughs> you better be tweeting at us or texting whatever you got to do because I want to know what is happening every five seconds I've been asked many times if I wanted to be a seat filler um, and I'm just like no yeah it feels <laughs> like the time you go you want to be like there for a reason well and, well and also because when you're a seat filler there's no guarantee where you're going to be sitting if you're ever going to be sitting so because oh. they're constantly switching you around so like sometimes you'll be in the lobby for 45 minutes I don't like that and like there are broadcasts of it happening in the lobby but I I, I that's too chaotic for me. Mm. Um, I need to see the whole thing center stage. Um, so uh, this is a very exciting question. <laughs> I, I want to know what the best picture nominees you haven't seen are, and you better see them. Um, a great thing that I did is to this is going to sound so early two thousands, but like go to goldderby.com, which is a message board. <laughs> it's it's an award <laughs> show message board that has all of like the hot like gossip and it's going all year round about like what has buzz what doesn't what movies to see what movie has a lot of buzz and then it comes out and then the buzz suddenly disappears like that's a good thing that's a good way to sort of figure out even if you just look at like the graphs and the charts and the, and the stats and everything it's a good way to sort of be like all right what is coming out this year that i should be looking out for what do i need to see like what has big directors behind it and everything or a big star performances behind it that people are looking forward to that's kind of how i sort of started following the oscar race uh, I, I've been following like Oscar races since like 2002. Oh my God. Um, so yeah. And, but now I would say I don't go to gold derby as much. I do except you know, I'm part of their email list. So I read their articles, but um, in terms of like actual discussion, it's more so film Twitter that mm. I follow more just cause I'm on Twitter more. It's easier to follow for me personally. Um, and everyone's opinions are really fun. So I'm not sure. I mean, if you, I'm not sure who exactly you, Good follow because there's a bunch of different people. There's Will Mavidi who I very much like. Um, you can follow Gold Derby on Twitter, and once you start following the people in those discussions, then film Twitter stuff and Oscar race stuff will just pop up naturally because of the uh, algorithm. I would also like to say, just from the outside looking in, if you've seen eight out of the ten uh, Best Picture nominees, and I just saw you, you went to a isn't that like an Academy Awards museum or something? I yes, feel like he just, it just opened. That. I saw him uh, Instagram storying from that, and I'm like. I think you're doing a brilliant job oh, of yeah. immersing yourself into LA's movie culture already. I think, you know, there's always more one could do, but it seems like you're ha- halfway to a three-fourths of the way there. Honestly, you're doing better than me, and I have to talk about it every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I saw Coda. <laughs> Wait, you did, did see Coda? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes, I watched it. Uh, we watched it Friday night. Isn't it lovely? It's it so nice. cute. It's so sweet. Um, also, you can also be like me when I was like uh, first got the Internet and uh, was a little nerd and just Wikipedia the Oscars and looked at every single year and looked at every single thing that won in every single category every Don't year and then like tried to memorize it. And I he has a full time job. Did? <laughs> like, this is not the this time was for like that. How you did research like before. Twitter and like message boards happen. Right. You were you just like I went to the Oscars website and like would just read the list of what won everything in 1963. Wow! And just be like, I know that movie or I've heard of that movie. Um, and it's really fun to see like things that have won in the past and being like, I didn't know that won an Oscar or maybe I'll check that out. Well, you know, you got a lot of options. It sounds like got a lot of options. But I would like to say I think you're doing great. Truly. Oh, doing truly fantastic. Yes. Doing better than me. I don't even have a couch. And he's got all <laughs> these things. Super Bowl halftime show, reality show, girl, boyfriend, no. girl. Hmm, what am I doing? Don't When's know. that reality show come out? Because yeah, I'm excited. What about is it. that reality I'll show? I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the next question comes to us from Adrian. Adrian says, Two game outs, Kylie Minogue. 
Dear Two Gay Mats, I was thrilled to hear that you enjoyed Kylie Minogue's disco album and quite intrigued by your reaction vid to Impossible Princess. I am a huge Kylie fan, but I've never been impressed by Impossible Princess. In all the years I've stand Kylie, I've only listened to it twice. Wow. But your infectious enthusiasm for it made me go back to the album with new ears, and I'm startled by how much I'm enjoying the album right now. My question, what's the most dramatic improvement in opinion you've had about an album? By the way, I know you've listened to Kylie's X Fever Body Language, another album that took me years to appreciate. Really, to me, that was immediate. Wait, which one? Body Language. Oh, that is very shocking to me. Well, I love Body I'm Language. I'm glad you came around. I'm glad yes. you came around, Adrian. Uh, but have you heard Aphrodite? Pardon me if you've mentioned it on the pod before. I'm bringing it up because I know you loved Madonna's Confessions, and Aphrodite is pretty much Kylie's barnstorming equivalent of Confessions on the <laughs> Dance Floor, replete with Stuart Price production and glitter-encrusted bangers. Wow. Best wishes, Adrian. I have definitely listened to the singles off of Aphrodite. Was it Aphrodite? Sorry. Yes. Okay, but I don't think I have listened to the whole album in full, so I definitely need to do that. Um, and scrolling through, I think that a couple of albums that have grown on me since I first listened to them, I think Anti or Anti by Rihanna, I was so shocked just because, you know, she was coming off of, you know, Diamonds and the Unapologetic area. I don't know if that was the one right before, but... You know, she had so many albums in a row, it's hard to keep track, Mm -hmm. that hearing her do something that was so much moodier and so much less, like, pop, up-tempo, hook-focused, like, threw me for a loop. Oh, yes. Because when you think of Rihanna, you think hook. Exactly. With a capital, all capital letters. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I first heard the album, I think I was disappointed just because I was ready for those big pop moments. And it was just like, oh, we got Kiss, Kiss It Better, but after that, what do we have? But then I go back to it so often, and I also realize how heavily it influenced the music that came after it. Like, you would hear Mm. after 2016, I feel like everything was trying to sound like Needed Me. Everything, like Love Love on the Brain influenced so many artists. I feel like there's a Kelly Clarkson song on uh, her last album that's just so clearly that song inspired by. I just feel like that is an album that grew on me a lot. And I also must say, for Lady Gaga's Born This Way, I just was so against the first single. And it's still not my favorite, that song, that it tainted the whole album for me because it felt, of course, it was all the album title was this, the single title was this, and I wasn't connecting to it. It felt very like, feel good about yourself, gays, in a way that like I just was, I found jarring. Okay. Uh, but the album itself, I feel like, has grown on me so, so much. I feel like there are so many career highs on Born This Way, and I, you know, as an era, I feel like I did not, know what I had until it was gone. Like yes. Janet and Joni said, you don't know what you got till it's gone. And yes. that's what happened to me with Born This Way, which now I would rank among one of my top Gaga albums. Okay, damn. You know? To go back to Rihanna, yes. I will say it really is fascinating how, because when Anti came, when, for me especially, like when Work came out, I listened to it and I was like, what? I like know. I was just like, this feels so, I was like, this feels so, like I get it and like there's like a little melody there and everything, but this feels so lazy to me. Like I don't get it. I don't mm. get it and everything and but little did we know that it's like we always say all the time Rihanna really has her finger on the pulse of what is happening what is about to happen and that is why she is so good at her job and the fact that she put out work and then suddenly all music afterwards and this isn't shade really but (laughs) but all music afterwards had that lazy sort of quality like oh we're just vibing yeah you know like and that's what all popular music became for quite a long time and and so it's like rihanna was really onto fucking something and and then i listened to i it took me a while to listen to anti and i remember listening to it and being like huh there's crazy shit like she was really trying new things and some of it's really really fun some of it you know like woo will never be for me right uh but like there's some stuff on there that's just like this is really interesting and really great so so i will say that yeah like the idea of anti grew on me and everything um but as far as specific albums for me um to answer this question um we're gonna go to musical theater and (laughs) (laughs) um so i'm really embarrassed to say this but the first time i heard that original cast recording of pippin i was like I don't get what is happening. I think a huge problem for me was that uh, there was no synopsis in the Mm. CD booklet. And so, and this was before I had the internet and could look up what the synopsis of Pippin was and everything. And I was, I was, I knew a couple songs. I knew magic to do. I knew corner of the sky, but I really didn't know anything else. Um, And listening to it for the first time, I was like, 
I don't understand what these songs are doing. I, I'm <laughs> I'm just so 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 underwhelmed, and I was really disappointed because it everything I had seen of Pippin like it seemed like a cool show, and I remember being really disappointed. And then I I got the DVD of the uh, I think like Canadian tour or something if mm. it is. Uh, it was like filmed professionally, and I remember watching and being like, "This is." Interesting and I'm so fascinated By like obviously the staging by Bob Fosse is iconic and incredible obviously His choreography is amazing but just also The way the story is told it's Mm. So unique and fascinating And and I'm just like wow The music is like suddenly like Working so well for me and and, and Now I'm like Pippin is great And I mean that that 2013 revival On Broadway was obviously phenomenal And Mm. so Pippin is Great like I really love Pippin I listen to it It's like you know one of the albums I listen to All the time I mean I listen to a lot of show tunes All the time but it's you know in that cycle Totally and so yeah I would say Pippin For me is probably the Cast recording that has grown the most For me in terms of musical theater All right so we're saying listen to Pippin Listen to (laughs) Pippin read the synopsis First right then you'll understand what's (laughs) going on I I recommend that for literally I don't recommend It I demand it for every time you listen to a cast Recording demand demand (laughs) Woo Read the synopsis, people. Okay. Because then what are you doing? What are you doing? Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. What's been giving you moments, darling? All right. So as I told you, I saw some cinema. Yes. We love cinema Uh, here. So I saw two movies. Uh, The first one I'm going to talk about is a new A24 release. It is a movie called After Yang starring Colin Farrell. It is about, it's a, a very interesting, like, Futuristic movie it takes place I don't know probably it seems like it seems like a, Over a hundred years in the future mm. um, And it is about um, This family that adop- has Adopted a little girl from China so they bought You can buy like little robot people Oh uh, techno sapiens they're called um, And this specific robot Was bought um uh, it was a, a Chinese man, essentially, to be an older brother for this adopted Chinese child. Oh. Uh, they bought it for her so she could um, learn about her you know, roots and everything, learn where she was from, so she wouldn't feel alone with this family that wasn't Chinese. And so um, it follows them a couple, like years later, the girl is probably like seven, and Yang malfunctions, breaks down, and they can't boot him back up. Oh, no. So essentially, like, this girl's brother has died but yet he's not a brother he's a robot so it's all about their sort of process in grieving this person robot who isn't really alive but like has grown to be a part of the family so they're trying to figure out how to process this grief and Uh everything and then it goes deeper into like yang's like memories and everything that's really really beautifully done it's a really really fascinating movie it's a very calm movie it's very meditative i would say um and it portrays the future as very like a sort of like beautiful eco-friendly it seems like a utopia kind of but yet everyone is so like distanced from each other Mm. and you you can tell by the way it's shot it's really shot really interestingly where like you don't really see people's faces a bunch of times or like it's shot at a different angle where you feel like disconnected to them. And so you can tell these people have a hard time like connecting. It's really, really interesting. Really, really beautiful. I got very emotional. Wow. Um, And then there's another movie. Uh-oh. Uh, that is another movie musical called Cyrano. Oh. <laughs> that came out. In, it came out in a lim- as a limited release uh, in 2021, so it's technically a 2021 release, but it released wide just recently, okay. um, and it got an Oscar nomination for Best Costumes, I believe, but people think that if it didn't have this kind of like um, strange release, then it would have gotten more, but it is so gorgeous. Really? So beautiful. It's based on obviously Cyrano de Bergerac. It's just you know a story about the warrior slash poet with a big nose who is really confident and fun, uh, who falls in love with, who is in love with his friend, mm. but is insecure about the size of his nose. Um, obviously, it was adapted uh, for Peter Dinklage yeah. this version, um, where he's obviously um, insecure about the size of him. Uh, and he, it was written as a musical, a stage musical that premiered at Goodspeed Opera House in Connecticut and then had an off-Broadway transfer in 2019. The band The National did the music for it. Um, and it is, and Joe Wright directed, he directed Atonement, he directed Darkest Hour, and Joe Wright, I have to say, just never fucking disappoints wow. as a director. He, like, everything I've seen of his, I've just loved. This movie is no exception. It is... It's so wonderful because it's so interesting because 
there it's written by people who have never like written a musical. It is directed by a director who's never directed a musical. It is being performed by people who aren't known for being musical actors. Like Peter Dinklage is not a musical theater right. actor and everything. And whenever like that happens, there's always such a wonderful like childlike innocent quality to it that kind of feels like kids putting on a school play mm. except like these kids happen to be brilliant actors as well. <laughs> like it's, it's so interesting and just the way it's choreographed, it really feels like that. And there's something that's so wonderful and heartfelt about it. It's the same sort of, even though this is a very different movie, but like dancer in the dark has that quality. <gasps> and I, and, and that did not feel childlike. It did not seem to have wonderment, but, but the musical numbers had that wonderment because her character was so childlike and innocent, you know? Okay. And the dancing was very much like, I feel like a child choreographed this. Like there's something so beautiful and innocent about it. And Cyrano had that feel, except it was a very different tone. It was obviously more romantic than Dancer yeah. in the Dark. Um, and it works just so well. The music is so lush and gorgeous and interesting. And I'm just like, oh, my God, am I a national stan? <laughs> like, let's get Taylor on I some of these songs. Say. Like, let's go. It is so good. Peter Dinklage is so fantastic wow. in this role. It is so well filmed. There were so many numbers I loved. There's a balcony scene which is just gorgeous from beginning to end. And there is a song mm. called Wherever I Fall that is three soldiers singing and uh, like I was sobbing in that theater Wow! and there were people next to me and they were probably just like what the fuck uh, <laughs> and one of the soldiers is played by Glenn Hansard I believe his name is who is the writer uh, and star of the movie Once have you seen Once? I've not seen Once I love Once so of course when he <laughs> Once is one of those movies that like I saw on a whim like as a teenager and the scene in the music shop I, when it was over I was like oh well my life has changed great like it's one of those movies to me um, but he's in it so when I saw him pop up I was so excited that song is just so fantastic it's it's just such a gorgeous 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 movie it might make my top 10 of the year wow as far as like 2021 movies go because technically right. this was like a 2021 release it uh, I I really 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 wow. loved it. You saw the trailer for it and talked about it on the Two Game Ads podcast yeah. and said, "Oh, it looked bad." And I was I like, did. "Go fuck I yourself!" Thought it because looked bad. I I think it's a beautiful trailer and oh, wow. I, and and so then when you were like, "Oh, I think it looks bad," I was like, "Oh no, I hope Matt Palmer's not on to something." <laughs> and you were not. You were completely wrong. All right. Well, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll change my tone. I just really <laughs> I saw the preview and I was like, "Oh, that looks thrown together." <laughs> Oh my! It I've been wrong about not, trailers before. It is Sometimes not, trailers don't give what you think they're going to give. It is not thrown together. It is beautiful and just so interesting. It's a very, very interesting feel. Just lyrically, it doesn't feel like a. Uh, it doesn't feel like typical musical theater writing because it's a band. Play. Right. And another great thing about it that I have to say, okay. Peter Dinklage and all of the men, Kelvin Harrison, I believe his name is, who was like the co-star, all the men who had solos, they were giving us bass rights. Okay. There was not a note above middle C. I loved it. I mean, okay. not only were we were not living here, we were living here. Like Matt. it was... Awesome. If this is you pitching the movie to me, <laughs> I know. Like, you, you'll hate there's it. Nothing I want you just said, <laughs> but I will keep an open mind. But like bass notes. Oh, it's it is it is bass life. It is a bass world, and we, you will become a part of it. I okay. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I think that's great. Um, well, for me, I feel like I was inspired during the break to talk about the thing that really gave me moments over this week, and it was Mandy Moore's performance in This Is Us. I realize it's the final season. It's not the hot new show anymore, but my God, Mandy having to jump from, and again, she's been doing this for six years, but, so why am I surprised? But having to jump from being like a young teenage girl, like a, who about to get married and like having these issues with her mother to being an adult and having these kids and to be you know spoiler alert you know going through mental issues that will lead to the end of her life and preparing for that and the monologue she has to give to those three kids none of whom deserve her <laughs> <laughs> i love how like we suddenly just hate all the kids no, and I they're don't. like respective partners i don't hate all of the kids i don't hate it sounds like you hate all of the kids i don't know randall's good and okay. kate has gotten to be good kevin 
Okay. I don't know. You know, I guess who does deserve Mandy Moore, really? Just the performance she gives when she's literally giving out basically her end of life plan. She's like, I want to have this conversation with you now because I still have all of my faculties. And like my husband, who is, you know, Milo Ventimiglia's best friend who married me afterwards. You may not have loved that as kids, but we are together. He is the captain of the ship. He makes all of my medical decisions. If for some reason he is unavailable, I have picked one of you to make the decisions because there will be no fighting about this I want this to go smoothly she tells them who it is there's no discussion she's like and also whatever happens here you uh, all must continue living your life this is going to be sad it's going to be hard the last thing I will let you do is you to limit yourself because of me or like not do this big thing you have to take jumps you have to take risks even if I'm going through this hard time do not like tether yourself to me because you have your life's lived. That's what I'm here for is that your lives are amazing and that you do what you want to do. And the only correct response to this is yes, ma'am. Did she say it that angry? Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't think as angry. <laughs> <I> think- <laughs> but it was more stoic. And, okay. But, okay. And then all, you know what they all fucking did? Yes, ma'am. The two kids who were upset they were not picked to be the person who you could tell on their faces, their faces fucking cracked. <laughs> all they said was yes, ma'am. Because it's just like, Ah, it was just so brilliant and so moving and so heartbreaking. And I can't believe we are 10 weeks away from the show being over. I realize people think 10 weeks away. That's a long time. It is, but it's not, (laughs) you know, and this is us. Like this this seems like a season finale moment. It's not because we're going to see this all happen. Like that's the thing. We're going to see her deterioration over the next 10 weeks. I'm pretty sure. And it's devastating that I know it's coming. And I know, and like Dan Fogelman says, like, it's going to be really hard to watch. And I'm like, Oh fuck. But I'm excited. I feel like sometimes you got to see, you know, the hard things to make you remember what, you know, that we are all alive. This is what we're here to do. We're here to spread love. We're able to be good parents and good people. If you want to just be a person, not a parent. I just, it, it moved me. I think Mandy is unbelievable. I need her. I don't know if she's, she's been nominated for an Emmy, right? She's been nominated. I don't think twice. Okay. I would like her to win. That is to all you Emmy voters out there. Vote for Mandy. I, I, she must be nominated for this final season and she must win. I'm trying to think what drama is big right now that could potentially that like. Uh, I mean, succession, but I feel like they haven't had a new, but I don't know, maybe season three. But that doesn't have a leading actress. Like Mandy Moore always is for leading actress, right? Yes. I feel like the girl in succession is always supporting. supporting? Okay, great. Yeah. All right, I'll try to think of other competition, but, but I hey. just need Mandy to be given her flowers. And she's coming out with a new album, which I think sounds cool. New single, In Real Life, I believe. It sounded great. I just love Mandy, love her performance in This Is Us. Can't wait to see how it ends. And it, there are no... Because the thing that This Is Us would do recently is uh, they'd be like, okay, we're on for the next two weeks and then off for a month. And like this is the mm. mid-season finale. Like, no, we're doing 10 weeks straight through. Oh, damn. There are no breaks, so buckle the fuck up. How I'm wonderful ready. would it be... Is Because we were talking about Cheryl Lee Ralph on our Twitch a little bit during yes. the break. Uh, how wonderful would it be if like Cheryl Lee Ralph and Manny Moore win an Emmy on the same day? Oh, <laughs> this is what we need. This is literally what I need to make 2022 the best year it can be. It's just, you know, it's women. It's women. <laughs> to, to, quote, to quote the overused Sir Ronan mm. meme on Twitter, women. <laughs> and to quote Mary Cosby in Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, women. women. <laughs> Jane Campion, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking Jane. of women, we just, Speaking we're just going to bring her back. Honestly. Well, we're blathering. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, really I are. guess... That means that, oh, someone said Zendaya for the Emmy. Okay. Uh, Has she not won? Didn't Zendaya just win? She did win the Emmy. All right. Uh, I'm sure she's excellent. I'm going to watch that again. Um, I'm going to watch Euphoria. I'm sure she's excellent. This is Mandy's last time on This Is Us. This is Mandy's last time. This is why I'm still mad about uh, Jenna Maroney, about Jane Krakowski not winning that Emmy because she deserved that. Anyways, again, we're blathering. We're rambling. Women, women. Women, women, women. Thank you so much for listening and or watching. We appreciate you so much. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. And we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. 